30 and Nerdy Podcast is presented by Advertising Expressions. With so many ad specialties available, there is a huge opportunity for professionals like yourself to boost ROI and leave a lasting impression with your customers. Our mission is to help you create long-lasting relationships with your clients through the power of promotional products by getting your name in front of as many people as possible for as long as possible. We can help you today. Call Advertising Expressions, the place that the nerds use, at 423-586-3270. Ask for Zach and tell them the 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, the captain of content, Tyler Mack. And joined by the co-host, the juicy one. He's freshly squeezed. He's feeling a little oozy. He's got his PhD in nerdology, Dr. Davis. What's up, Doc? Hey, man. How's it going? Oh, I'm good. Well, that's just fine. good. Pretty, pretty good. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I just want to remind you that you can go to 30nerdypodcast.com, click on that directory, and that will tell you everywhere you can find us in the social media world. And we are also on Patreon under the new banner of Legends Studios. Fun thing about Legends Studios Patreon is if you sign up at any tier whatsoever, you are going to automatically be getting behind the scenes content deleted content that no one else is going to hear like bloopers and deleted segments and full episodes uncut as well as behind the scenes at tennessee legend distillery swag all kinds of things will be sent your way just for becoming a member of legend studios patreon page all the good stuff all the good things coming to those who take part so we have got a lot to talk about, so we're just going to dive into it. Uh, but before we get to it, how's your day? Not bad at all. Good. Yeah. Good. We're uh, knee deep in the cell block tango. Mm. What a place to Pop. be. Squish. Uh-uh. It's going to be really good. It's going to be really, really good. Good, good, good. I'm very excited. Today was uh, uh, distillery-wise very dead, but my job-wise very busy uh, in the midst of tackling transforming our website into Legend Studio, and it is just a whew, whew, bit of a monster to to tackle, but that's, uh, that's the price. That's the price I pay for the price I'm given, so... <laughs> <laughs> So I do it. Um, but yeah, it's uh today was today was a good day. We are back in the real world. Uh we went to uh Orlando this past weekend, three of us to, to work fanboy expo in Orlando. Work. Uh, work work quote I, I unquote. Say yeah. with air quotes here. 
I mean, it was work. We were we yeah. were working very hard, but it was the most fun work that one yes. could have. I would argue. I absolutely agree. If if every job, if every day of work were like this, then I, I I'm telling you, it would just be fantastic. You know, I, I love my kids. My kids at school, if you're listening, love you to death. But man, I would like for that to be the actual full-time job. Yeah. Like just traveling around. That's the goal right there. That's that's the goal. You know. That's the dream. Mm. So if you're a, a person who is uh, in a position to do such a thing, hey, we're you we're you guys. Absolutely. We will uh, work hard for you mm-hmm. and we will have fun doing it. And you know, don't you want employees who have fun while they work hard? Mm-hmm. Because they're gonna be very happy. We we'd be happy guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little wild and crazy, but definitely happy. So we're just going to talk about our weekend and fanboy. Now, with this comes a lot of other discussions, like what we did while we were there, people we met, um, things that happened while we were in the Orlando area. First off, the the journey down was was oh. an interesting one. Awful. Let's just yeah, let's just take this one step at a time. You know, we we left for Atlanta far far later than we initially had planned to because, uh, unfortunately the rev lost a family member so he was already in morristown uh as it were visiting with family and and for the the funeral and all that so we actually did something very odd you know we instead of going on we waited for him and, and we met at bucky's at the 407 and had ourselves some jerky and a quality dinner by a, golly okay I wouldn't say quality. Here's the thing. I have given Bucky's brisket sandwich five chances. And it's just not, I just don't see where everyone's freak freaks out about Bucky's brisket. It's like fresh. I, and it's I, have, I have had better brisket than at Bucky's. Where? Uh, Todd Helm makes smokes a hell of a brisket. Well, but I just every time I've gotten that sandwich, I've been so underwhelmed and just and unhappy with my choice. So there is no pleasing you. There isn't. There isn't. So I'm just I'll just stay with the jerky. Now, but have you tried the Texas cheesesteak burrito? Uh no, I have not. Okay, so next time I want you to give that a go. It's like a Philly, but in a burrito mm-hmm. in Texas instead of Philadelphia. <laughs> So it tastes like Texas instead of Philly. <laughs> yeah, but it's really good. I'll give it um, a go. Mutual friend of ours, Mr. Tyler Heartless, uh, got me turned on to those. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's my new go-to one of. Have you ever thought to yourself, whenever we were talking to him, or when he when he worked at my distillery, the little bit that you got to interact with him, the name Tyler Heartless. <laughs> sounds like like a country singer. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like that name sounds like a country singer. He definitely. Have you heard well, Tyler Heartless's new song? I think that he would. I, I don't know that he's. I don't know what his singing is like, really, but uh, he would make a great like. I could. I can imagine him as a country singer. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the look. Yeah, he does. So we we did this. We just we just sat out out 
at the car in the parking lot of Bucky's, as so many people tend to do. That's um, true. And just ate and talked and conversed and kind of planned for the drive down and to get to Logan's house. And he was actually with us instead of uh, it, was, it was just weird how everything, all the timing worked out. Uh, but it was fun. The, the The trip to Atlanta was not the worst aspect of the trip. I had my stand-up radio guy. I had my John Mulaney in. So I was not alone, even when you dipped in and out of consciousness. Excuse me. <laughs> I uh, heard most of that, and I have heard it before. So <laughs> when I heard the punchlines, I knew what they were about. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's true. But the thing that I thought was wild is as early as we had intended to get up to head to Florida the next morning. And as much as we had already driven to Atlanta and, and eaten at Bucky's, like we still stayed up a little bit and just chit chatted. Yeah. And just talked. Well, like when you don't see like, each other too often. Yeah. And of course we, we, Bast in his glorious pop room. Oh my goodness. That he has. Unbelievable. Uh it, it is. And and we really should request uh we should do an episode in the pop room if we ever get yeah. the chance. Oh yeah, we should. The creative juices would be flowing in that room. It's true. Um uh it's a really cool room. We'll see if he'll get get us some pictures sent and we'll upload them to the site or social media. But uh, we got up uh, not as early as we probably should have <laughs> to head out. And, you know, the thing that never crossed our mind until we were in the heat of it, in the thick of things, is that this day that we're traveling, it, what, what should have only been a six-hour trip, and we should have gotten there in plenty of time before the event even started. Yeah. Should have got there before the event even started. Had plenty of time to check in. Started at four o'clock. Yeah, this event started at four o'clock, and we, we left, left at like nine. Yeah, we had plenty of time to get to our room. Which, fortunately, very thankfully, um, huge shout out to the people of Fanboy Expo. They they covered our room, and the room was literally just upstairs from the event. This beautiful, so nice. Uh, the Hyatt Regency in Orlando, not far from the airport. If you ever have a chance to stay there, I highly recommend it. Beautiful area, beautiful pool area. Um, the, the towers are tall, so you have to plan <laughs> your swimming when the sun hits, but yeah. uh, which we did not. So, <laughs> oh, and, and it's 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 uh, it's a really nice place. Great convention center. I highly recommend you staying there if you get a chance. So we left at like nine a.m. from Atlanta or from Locust Grove, even for closer to Florida than Atlanta. Um, with plenty of time to still stop for breakfast and still make it there by two thirty, three o'clock. Well, that did not happen. It did not happen. Yet. It did not happen. Um, we stopped for a fantastic, what we thought was going to be a fantastic breakfast at, at the barrel at a cracker barrel in Macon. I'm normally not one to complain. I'm a pretty patient person, but. Considering there wasn't that many people in in the Cracker Barrel, I felt that we waited quite some time. Well, I think they were waiting on the chicken to lay the eggs for my yes. eggs, Benedict. So, mm -hmm. you know, these things take time. Which is my, my, possibly the reason you got such a upset oh, stomach. Gnarly upset stomach that night. Mm -hmm. 
is because they picked the wrong eggs. Must have been. It must have been a stressed, a stressed out chicken. Listen, something <laughs> was wrong. Definitely. <laughs> this was not a free range chicken. Yeah. This was a stressed out little guy. That they three o'clock that day. You want to talk about stressed out? Me at three o'clock the next morning, I was pretty stressed out. You straight up left the hotel room. Oh, I left the hotel room and went downstairs to get the uh, $4 roll of Tums in the little shop downstairs Jeez. and some Gatorade. Oof. Oof. But it was okay. It worked out. We, I kid you not, <laughs> listener, we ran into probably double digits in wrecks. It was raining really hard. It was raining really hard. Which like, just tells us people don't know how to drive in the rain. Mm-hmm. Really bad wrecks that, that stopped us and made us take alternate routes through the oh, entire yeah. six hours. I'm not going to go into every little detail, but what should have taken us six hours took us about nine and a half. It was awful. Absolutely it was terrible. Terrible. And, um, you know, like Logan and I especially, we're not small guys. We're pretty tall no, dudes. You are. You're very tall. We were cramped in this car mm-hmm. for nine hours. It mm-hmm. was... But, you know, you could tell that Logan owns his own business and has two small children at home because any second he got to sleep, that was like the best sleep he's ever had. I think. Yes. It could be like, a, hey, we've got five minutes of downtime. His eyes were closed. Glad we could provide it. Yes, absolutely. So it was a bit of a nightmare going down. Uh, but we had a lot of laughs and, you know, we pulled out the old. Roy D. Mercer playlist and <laughs> and listened to it and and quoted it and and laughed all over again. Like some of these we'd heard a hundred times and we still laugh. No. Because it's just fantastic. Um and and in all honesty, is like we say it was a nightmare, but honestly, man, I'm not saying it's my favorite part of the trip, but just that time all just the three of us stuck in a car, mm-hmm. cracking jokes, laughing. Mm-hmm. experiencing the whole thing like it's so rare these days that we get to do that that i didn't want to yeah. complain too much because i was like yeah we, we, we don't do this we just you're we right don't do i this. mean it was it sucked don't get me wrong yes. it sucked but i think that for me it was the fact that i was just so anxious to get there and to mm-hmm. be there and like so excited about what we were about to walk into mm-hmm. plus i'm someone who really hates to be late yes. really yeah, it, it felt it felt like we were very late. We were we were very very late. Yeah, we were we were extremely late. Um, but fortunately, we weren't. We didn't miss uh, any of our, our actual things we knew we were doing. Like Friday wasn't going to be like a work big heavy working day for us. Mm-hmm. Like Saturday and Sunday was an exploratory day. Yeah, it's going to be a little more exploratory. And we still got there with like an hour hour and a half left in the event. And Joanna took us around and introduced us to some people, which was really cool. We walked the floor. A lot of big names were there. Um, and just just taking in the environment. Uh, uh, definitely um, a, a nice, uh, I, I don't want to shy away from it. I mean, it was a breath of fresh air compared to the the Knoxville one that's like got thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands built up to this thing where now so many people come to the orlando one was a little bit more laid back uh less foot traffic because it's only like their third year so Mm. which is which is great but i think they have established a second location this orlando one has 
yeah. grown each year, which is great. It's what you it want. Was, and it was a good show. I mean, we mm-hmm. we haven't even really started talking about the actual event itself yet. But I mean, spoiler alert, it was a great show. It was a great oh. con. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic. We took a walk around. We we met some people, you know, shook some babies, kissed some hands, yeah. um, and uh, uh rubbed elbows with the the some of the uh the handlers of said celebrities. Very interesting experiences. One of them was really cool. Got to meet Brett, who was the handler and I guess manager. Something of, like that. He's like the manager of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original voice actors from the 87 original animated show. Got to meet him, got to talk to him. And then we had time to take in Blue Beetle. Yeah, which was lovely. It was lovely. We got to go. We grabbed just, a bite to eat. We went to see Blue fine. Beetle at a really cool theater. Uh, oh, yeah. That was big. like only my second time in a theater with the reclining seats. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that was that was so nice. But at, I, it's hard for me to sit still. And if there's something mm-hmm. to fidget with and I can like readjust, I was hitting that button a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but I was all over that recline, sit back up, recline button. <laughs> <laughs> so just speed, not really a speed, but like not in depth, you know, how'd you feel about Blue Beetle? I thought it was really great. Uh, it was fun, which a lot of fun. I think that's what superhero movies are all about. They need to mm-hmm. be fun and um, they need to tell a good story. And I thought this one did. I mean, did it change my life? Was I like walking out like mind blown? I can't wait mm-hmm. to see it again. No, not really. But it it was a lot of fun. It was I, a lot I really fun. liked it. It was a great intro intro to Jaime, to the character of Jaime. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, I can never pronounce his name. So but he's Z- from Zylo, yeah, he's from uh, Cobra Kai. Uh, but yeah, a kid from Cobra Kai. I I really like him a lot. I think he's uh he's such a good like, baby face hero. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought he was a great uh, vehicle for this movie. Loved it. The whole family, George Lopez, all of yes. them. The stuff I with- thoroughly loved the the family. Mm-hmm. The driving family story. Moments with the dad were so like mm-hmm. heartwarming and, uh, and and wonderful. And Susan Sarandon as as the villain Ugh. was excellent. Really enjoyed her. What mm-hmm. a heel! What a heel! And can I just say, Susan Sarandon, what a fox, right? I mean, heel. I, I don't. How old is Susan Sarandon? I mean, I mean, she's got to be you know, off the top of your head. Seventy. Uh, all right. I'm saying I'm gonna say 72. Okay, I'll say 74. But this is obviously the same Susan Sarandon who has given us so many Oscar award-winning movies. Um, I mean, she was she was Janet in Rocky Horror Picture Show in her early early years, uh, and she looks like she hasn't aged a bit. She's drinking blood with Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd and all that, and. She's she's aged fantastically, and she did a great job of being a bad guy. It's very rare that she's a bad guy or a villain. I can I don't think I can name a, another movie I've seen her in where she's a villain, but I think she did a fantastic uh, job. I can Enchanted. She was the wow, villain Tyler. She's seventy six. Wow, seventy six. She's four years away from eighty. Looks fantastic. She looks great. And she still, and she delivered a well of a performance as yeah. the villain. Made you quickly believe 
she is a terrible human being. Um, I, like like I said, it, it's an enjoyable movie. If if you went, if you go to these these superhero these comic book movies, expecting more than a you know a roller coaster, a, a theme park event, uh, as we've called them, you know, you, they can touch your heart. They can they can make you think. They can, uh, but at their core, they're enjoy they're meant to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And and you're meant to smile and have fun with it. And these opportunities to see these big names that we've read growing up in the live action world. And I think they did justice to the character of Jaime. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the the suit was really cool. Mm-hmm. At first, I was worried that there wasn't going to be enough of the actual Blue Beetle because I feel like it took a long time to get to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we did get him the first time, it was like a long time before yeah. we got it again. It felt like. Yeah, uh, but by the end, I was I was satisfied with the, with what we got. Really... And from the comments that that James Gunn has made, he's he's around to stay. He he is going to be a part of the DCU moving forward, which is great to hear. A, it means that you know there's some continuity that we're already starting with a character we've already met and we already know, and we'll get to see more of in the future. And B, it shows that Gunn likes that character in that universe. And we'll kind of build off of that because they mentioned Superman, they mentioned Batman, but we can only uh, assume that the Superman and Batman that they're talking about is the new Superman and Batman that we're going to be seeing. So uh, I enjoyed it. I'd probably give it about a seven out of ten, seven yeah, and a half out of ten. That's just fair. enjoyable, just yeah. based off the and, and it was really cool. Like it wasn't set in the eighties. But the vibe was very, it, the vibe kind of felt like a Muse music video to me. That one that we really like. Um, thought Contagion. Thought Contagion. Yeah, it kind of had that feel to it, I uh, see which, is, which is really cool. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you seeing it. Uh, if you have, let us know what you thought. Uh, we enjoyed just the time together uh, getting to see a movie. Uh, the last time we had done so, the, just the three of us, I couldn't tell you when. Then, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Was that the last time we were all three together? Mm. Just the three of us. That one, I think, was wow. Yeah. After that, we were ready to hit the hay. Uh, <laughs> um, we went back to the back to the uh, the old hotel room and then passed out and got some good sleep. Except for Josh, Josh did not get some good Oof. sleep. A uh, little little upset stomach. Was not fun. And I also curse learned, you, Cracker Barrel. And I also learned that that these two gentlemen, these two gentlemen that are taller than me, the families, kids, they're 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 wusses. He's too cold. He's too cold in here. It felt like we were hanging meat. We we're gonna hang meat in there. Like was that Rocky, cold? Rocky was gonna come in and practice <laughs> like his punches. Uh, it was freezing. You're a crazy. It's just person. sixty-seven. It was just 67. <laughs> I've come to I've come to realize that I I I naturally run extremely warm. So if I can be in cold, I'm going to be in cold. Like I, I keep it on 67 here at the house. And I run a fan when I go to bed. So maybe I'm Listen, maybe I, I'm possessed by the the mind flare because he likes it cold. I like to be cool at night. So mm-hmm. I can get all bundled up and cozy wozy. Yes, yes, yes. But no, that was too cold. <laughs> but we woke up to some terrible news on Saturday morning. Yeah. It's very sad news. Loss of a legend. 
a man who really created his own genre of music and never deviated. People tried to be Jimmy Buffett and they just couldn't. Jimmy Buffett sadly passed away, but fortunately in his sleep, nothing painfully. He, he just passed away quietly in his sleep and he leaves behind a legacy and a half. I, I find it very impossible to, to talk to anybody who didn't at least know Margaritaville yeah. or know Jimmy Buffett. It's like nigh impossible for anyone to just be like, who's Jimmy Buffett? Well, that old saying, it's five o'clock somewhere, that's mm-hmm. going to live forever. Oh, he is immortalized with with the chain of hotels and restaurants, the it's five o'clock somewhere phrase. Um, I don't know that he's the first person to use that expression, but yeah, he's he made definitely it the one who's going to be associated with it. Yeah, absolutely. His his Landshark uh, beer, his his tequila and margarita time and like i literally grew up until i became of a certain age thinking margaritaville was a real place like was this well, it real is a island? real place it's like a this, restaurant you can this go to really I, this island like this this shangri-la type island this oasis of an ex- of a plane of existence called margaritaville was really floating around in the south water somewhere that you could actually journey to and when i found out like no it's just this song this way of life this this vibe that he created google tells me not to take away from jimmy buffett but just for the sake of knowing comedian red skeleton coined or at least popularized it's five o'clock somewhere in 1959 red skeleton was the guy who he played he had a character called clem cadetal hopper uh, Red Skelton was very famous for saying, um, laughter is a medicine. And if you cuss in your comedy, it's like putting poison in the medicine. So he was a straight lace. Cr- well, in 1959, I'm <laughs> sure that was the case. <laughs> yes, they were all clean back then. Him, he actually, Costello, uh, actually, really? right. the theater I work for, for a little bit, the Bob Nelson Theater. Yeah. Uh, Bob Nelson uh, learned and grew up in comedy under Red Skelton. They hung out a lot. Wow. The two of them and Rodney Dangerfield, all all three hung out a lot. And um, it was very sad. And it actually was the was the, the catalyst that got us talking to our our booth neighbors, Taylor and Harley, fantastic artists, very talented girls and very kind, uh, very welcoming. Harley's big thing that she was drawing that weekend was was turtles, because a lot of the different Ninja Turtle voices actors were there. Right. And. Uh, she drew on mine, you know, rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. That's, I kept it and uh, she she did a bunch of turtles for, for different people. But yeah, it was uh, really cool meeting them. Laughed a little bit, just passing the time whenever we didn't have anything to do. They were they were very kind people. Um, the link to, to Taylor's Etsy shop will be in the show notes here. Highly recommend uh, you checking out their artistry. They're very talented uh, individuals and taylor's a, a well of a cosplayer too on tiktok i hate that she didn't get a chance to enter into our contest but maybe one day they are locals but they seem to be very interested in coming up to knoxville this next summer to see the the massive oh yeah i hope they do event that that fanboy expo knoxville it has become after we got situated we did what we came to do you know we started the cosplay signups and uh, as we said, this one was was less foot traffic, less people, a little bit more of a calm expo. We, we did not have our normal two to 250, 300 people signing up 
uh, we had about 35 actually sign up, but they were all fantastic and really uh, excited to be a part of it. And kind of like we we joked about in Knoxville, the Lord of the Rings panel opened for our <laughs> yeah. cosplay contest. Right, right. The Ninja Turtles panel, the original 87 Ninja Turtles voice panel, they opened for our cosplay contest. That's true. Uh, which was really cool. Uh, was, we got to catch some of the, the last little bit of their panel. Before we get to the cosplay contest, though, you got to see a panel this time around, right? You got. I went to uh, Ian McDermott's panel. How was uh, it? The Emperor. Oh, great! He was he was lovely. Uh, he's actually very sort of soft spoken, but he, he has that deep voice. But it's very very soft, very soft, mm. but deep voice. Um, and he was he was just a love. Now he said, you know, due to the strike or support of the strike, he was not going to talk about Star Wars. He was not going to talk about the Emperor and you know, all that stuff. And you know, bless his heart that uh, he, he says this. And then the moderator also says, "Yes, we, we're going to respect that. We're not going to ask questions about you know certain things." Well, the first question that's asked by a guy in the crowd is like, "I don't know what was it like being the Emperor." Not that exactly. I can't remember. <laughs> and then uh, the moderator, Danica, who we also met and uh, became acquainted with, she was like, okay, we're going to rephrase that. We cannot ask questions about Star Wars. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, so what, what? what's the best part of playing a villain? So that was funny. And he just told, he told stories about uh, working in the theater, yeah. which was great to hear. And um, he did do one little emperor thing. I can't remember what the context was, but he said, and if you do that, it would be good, you know. And uh, then he said, and, and that is all you'll be hearing of the Emperor tonight. Well, and it's really cool. Um, this was really the first time that we got to see some of the the uh, ins and outs of what the strike controls, how much it affects uh, those who are in support of it. Because like SAG-AFTRA had not joined yet during Knoxville Fanboy. It's kind of interesting this first time around getting to see like, oh, since they're in support of they're not doing this or they're not doing that. Like, for instance, some of the people signing pops and all that wouldn't put quotes. Yeah, if I'm correct, they wouldn't put quotes of their character. Um, I don't know specifically like what the rules are for that or if it was just a choice thing Now Ian McDermott did not. He was only signing his name and mm -hmm. I guess he was personalizing stuff. Um, but Warwick Davis. Hope I'm not like writing him out here. He signed a uh, wicket pop for me and he wrote nub, 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 or whatever on it. Yep, nub. Thing. Yeah, he wrote that on it. So, well, maybe because it's not real English. Maybe <laughs> he can write um, it. Uh, Warwick was a, was interesting because his panel was after our cosplay contest. It was very interesting to hear him talk and, and talk about his hero, but like his big hero was Ricky Gervais. The fact that right. he had to work with Ricky Gervais. I was like, dude, you're Warwick Davis. and <laughs> You were excited to work with Ricky Gervais. I was like, dude, he was probably more like, oh my God, I'm working with Warwick Davis. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm working with the leprechaun here. He seemed to be a, a gentleman. Just very, yeah, he was, he, he and the way nice. he carries himself, he carries himself very personable, yet like, I don't know, respectful. Like just some of these people that you, you meet, and you see, like, from a distance, like, I can't tell you how many times we walked past Sebastian Bach and yeah. <laughs> just randomly, like, within, like, touching distance or throwing distance of Sebastian Bach. And not once did we say anything to the man. I know we wanted to uh, 
ask him if he was still feuding with ask him about Jericho Jericho feud. (laughs) You still you still going to kick his ass, Sebastian? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd pay to see that. I would, too. I would, too. So let's get to the cosplay contest. Uh, We had great signups. Huge shout out to all of you for taking part in it. Uh, We were very fortunate to get to have a celebrity judge with us. Lauren Lowe. Lauren Lowe from the Tiger King show. Very sweet. And she was very excited. She was like, oh, yes, I really want to do that. Yeah. So she came up and then her husband, Jeff, who we got to talk to as well. He was a super nice guy. He came and he sat and he watched the show as well. It was really cool. It was cool to get to work with her. And we worked with a really cool guy from the 501st Mm -hmm. dressed as an officer, an imperial officer at that. And uh, this gentleman from like a shrinker cosplay Mm -hmm. business that he has and what he does is he, uh, for instance, one, the solo winner, he gave a free shrinking to. He takes all these photos and all that and all this measurements and stuff of you standing in your cosplay on a platform. And ends up turning you into a shrunken like D&D size character, like just a little character. So you're kind of immortalized in this little wax figurine of your cosplay. It's really cool. Uh, and he talked to us a lot at the booth. We got to. He was a really nice guy. He's from Rome, Georgia. Uh, so I got him in touch. I got the info for the Kusikon guys to him. I was like, you need to get involved with them because they're on their third year and you need to have a booth there and and. One of the guys who runs Kusaklan is a big cosplay photographer, so you two will get along well. Huge shout out to Eli there, yeah, Cubster cosplay photography. So we had some some great. You've you've we've dropped the picture. There was some really incredible uh, cosplaying that we saw from those guys down there. Absolutely, and the amount of time and effort and thought, especially the guy that was the big balloon. Mm-hmm. It was His one of those entire cosplays made out of balloons yeah it was one of those things i couldn't pronounce i don't know but it yeah. was a big balloon person and it was really impressive i couldn't believe mm-hmm. it but and and the the one of the witty ones that i loved was napster chief <laughs> yeah was this young yeah. girl she had the master chief helmet and a green master chief snuggie and brought a blanket and a cup of coffee on stage. And, and a she pillow. was wearing a, a bathrobe. Yes. And took a nap in the middle. Just laid that down was her on the pose. stage. Took a nap. Just Napster chief. I was like, that's yeah. brilliant. Uh, and, and some of these people, when we were like, hey, when they saw that, like, we had like a little part that you were being judged on for like what you did on stage performance. Some of them read that and went, OK, watch this. Oh, yeah. The winner of the of the solos was a a gentleman named Edward who built and and handmade his an entire sector armored costume for Mortal Kombat. Yes, very impressive. And for the performance thing, he did like a full on split, mm-hmm. and it sort of really caught me by surprise. And I did one of those. Oh, oh no, no! I think there's video of it somewhere. There is, there is, yeah. there's uh, pictures and video all over our Instagram, and we're going to be uh, continuing throughout the rest of the week as well to to post content from Fanboy. Check it out; you might see yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the winner of the under sixteen was was just this most adorable little Frodo. It's just it was perfect. The feet, the wig, carrying the little sting sword. Just there was I mean, a. There was a little Loki, a little lady yes, Loki. Little that lady was really Loki. Cute. 
just everyone was just so great to work with again and it was it was kind of nice you know i've always we've always joked that like it's easier for us to to talk in front of like a big crowd as opposed to like a small intimate setting and that's the theater in us even though fanboy expo in knoxville is like bigger and more of a you know this one was was gave us an opportunity more to experience the individual cosplay con costumes and stuff so it was really cool to get to actually like see them and let them do a little movement and like talk to them out in the hallway before and after and the duo and teams when i was really impressed with we had Mandalorian some guys great entries the Geralt and Yennefer, I was they just were blown away too. by. Yep, just looked great. Everyone did a fantastic job. That was a lot of fun. We got rushed out of our room because Warwick Davis's panel had to start at a certain time. Listen, Dan- Danica told me yeah. four ten, man, four ten. You got to be out here. Room's got to be clear. I said, you know what, Danica, I got your back. And we can do like that for you. Four oh eight. I was like, okay, everybody, hit the bricks. <laughs> We will announce winners in the hallway. In the lobby area. <laughs> so make your way on out. And hey, it worked. They got out. It did. And they had a lot of fun. Like it was cool that they all and stuck people around. Waited. Like it took yeah. us a while to like we're over there in the corner of the room tallying scores while Warwick Davis is doing his panel. And there's dozens of people outside the door anxiously awaiting us to walk out. And <laughs> it felt like I, I don't know how to describe it, but like we would sneak out the door and they would all be like, oh, oh, there they are, there they are. Shh. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And then we announced the winners. Um, and then and I realized they all like, stuck around and like yeah, took they're, pictures they're, with each other. And, and But they were out there like cheering and celebrating. Meanwhile, yeah. Warwick Davis is trying to have his panel. I was like, yeah, but try to be quiet. We don't want to interrupt. <laughs> Flitwick's talking, you know. We don't want him to Levioso off this uh over this over this railing here. I don't need to lose any more points for Slytherin. <laughs> that was fantastic. A huge shout out to everyone who participated and came up to talk to us and and had a blast. Uh, we really hope to see you again soon. And if you are able to come enter into the one in Knoxville next summer, we uh, absolutely want to see you. And uh, hit us up, you know if you listen to this you know reach out to us email us we got to do a little interviews which you will hear we did not get to to interview as many cosplayers as as we typically do unfortunately we're only we got, we got a few we got a few uh but sadly you know we were extremely busy with some other we're interviews very and, very busy yes very busy we just after the cosplay contest we hung out you all got your stuff situated in your plan for sunday and all that and uh the same day as this day was the payback pay-per-view right so such a busy day we, we were so said... busy throughout the day like with the mm-hmm. contest we didn't even have time to eat lunch so no. we and we actually we didn't even eat breakfast i think i had like a muffin mm-hmm. and you guys didn't have anything mm-hmm. you had like a little pack of turkey or something a little like grilled that. chicken a little pack a little of grilled chicken, chicken yeah uh, but that was it so we went all day without eating until mm-hmm. we went to the uh the old we literally went ham on these wings i mean we destroyed these wings uh it was the same night as payback so we got our wings from buffalo wild wings we got back to the room we got our, our drinks we got a little table situated we got all together and we watched payback um 
Sure did, sure did. Just like Rev, the old Rev, Rev didn't last the whole payback. Pay-per-view. No, I think he was like one match in, and yeah. after the the food, and he was conked up. Yeah, we got about God, how many wings did we get? Fifty. We got fifty total and fries and fries. I think there were two left, so we ate forty eight wings between mm-hmm. the three of us. Absolutely. I didn't count. I just went for it. Mm-hmm. No, we were hungry. Yeah, and and and. We got we luckily we had enough ranch because I was worried that they would. Uh, how is it I worded? I said I'm af- I, when we tell them we want a bunch of ranch. I'm like I'm afraid I'm I'm afraid that what you heard was I want three to four cups of ranch. No, that's incorrect. We need three to four gallons of ranch. Yes, Ron Swanson. Yes, I'm afraid you heard wrong. I want what you put drinks in and ranch because we're gonna need it. Um. But it was delicious. It was a good pay per view, uh, much lighter pay per view than I don't know. To me, typical. it kind of felt like a filler pay per view. It was just sort of there. I just uh, so it was good. wasn't great. It was good. It was yeah. It was fine. I mean, but like uh, most memorable thing about it, Jey Uso returned and and Judgment Day took the tag titles. Yeah, that was it. Was the most memorable well, stuff. How did we do on our predictions? Because I forgot on the last one we did like. So we we said the Judgment Day would take them. They took them. We said that Seth would retain. Yeah, he retained. No cash in. No. Uh, we thought there'd be a cash in here, but there was no cash in. We got Becky and Trish. Becky. We won knew that, that Becky would we win. We knew L.A. Knight would win. We knew yeah. Rhea would win. So, so we pretty much caught all of them, then, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah, nice. we uh, got all of them this time around. It was a, you know, like I said, a decent pay per view. The matches were good. Uh, just only six on the card that night, so definitely interesting. Then, uh, you know, it took us a little while to wind down after all those wings, and uh, eventually we passed out and kicked off day three with a uh, little pool time. We actually went to the pool the. Earlier that day, too, but Saturday. we did not last anywhere near as long as you and I did. No, yeah. Because it was such of, a nice pool, like mm-hmm. so impressive. So much such space. A, yeah. For activity. Like several little smaller pools mm-hmm. and a water a slide and a hot tub. It was nice, fancy, very bougie. nice. It's called the grotto. That pool area the, is the grotto pool. That's right. Mm-hmm. Had a little waterfall in one area coming down yeah. to the pool. That's true. It's just a really cool area. But the that earlier that Saturday was was not a a. It was already the sun was down. Almost. Yeah, it was. The sun was it, not shining on us. Yeah, it was evening. Definitely not the hottest part of the day, and it was breezy. Mm-hmm. It was very windy. It was chilly. Not good. Not as refreshing as we expected it to be. No. And what's weird is I feel like, even though it was kind of muggy, I feel like we might have had better weather than Tennessee. Tennessee, I think it was hot and humid. It was. And from what I heard in Orlando, it it really wasn't that humid. It was it was a typical kind of comfortable summer day. You know, but we also got in on the last day, a little pool time. Not so great then either. Uh, spent more time in the hot tub than we did the pool because I did do that water slide though. Because again, it was it was a crisp weather. So the big thing that we were fortunate 
to do uh, was some more interviews with some of the attendees, uh, not just the cosplay uh, contest people. Uh, that Saturday, shortly after the cos- cosplay contest, we got to discuss uh, the future of unknown things, Come more things coming out with Lauren and Jeff. Uh, some 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 shocking revelations are going to be coming out soon about in the, Carol in the, the and saga Joe. of Carol Baskin. Mm-hmm. More is coming out. Uh, we got to interview them, and you will see those interviews dropping this uh, this coming week and weekend uh, on our YouTube channel, Thirty and Nerdy Podcast. Uh, they were they were just great. Two they people were really to talk personal. To. Yeah, they were they very were, personable. They were great. And and very open to talk about everything. I mean, yeah. you know, we've you even asked them about the Peacock, yeah, movie that they did, and they said, "Oh, that was way more like to truth. That was more real than what Netflix tried to portray with their show, Tiger King." Yeah. Uh, so Jeff talks about that. He says, "Oh, you, Netflix saw what Netflix wanted." Mm-hmm. You saw on Netflix what Netflix wanted you to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which we knew what happens. I mean, yeah, of course. And well, that that's stuff the case gonna, with anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kardashians, Big Brother, all that stuff. You're going to see what they want you to see. At the end of the day, it's all about ratings and money and entertainment value for them. Yeah. And I'll, for a lot of that stuff, the truth isn't entertaining. So, True. Uh, so be on the lookout for that interview. And as they say in the interview, be on the lookout in the coming months for more to come out about Carol uh, and Tiger King Joe. season four. Tiger King season four. What's up, guys? It's Tyler and Josh, and we are here at Fanboy Expo in Orlando with Lauren and Jeff from Tiger King. Hey, everyone. Hey, we guys. all remember that fantastic show during the pandemic. Everybody was binging, and we have a. Uh, Another little guest here. This, this is Sarah, your daughter, right? This Sarah. is Sarah. Sarah. She All turns right. two in a couple weeks. Sarah. No, she turns wow. four in a couple four. weeks. Four. I'm not high. I got away from you. I'm, from you. I'm, very, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, goodness. goodness gracious. Uh, you said you were tired, so when did you all get in? Oh, gosh. Uh, we, well, we woke up at 5 o'clock. So that's what I mean. Like I'm tired kind oh, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I did not get enough sleep. So oh, we live in Mexico now, so we flew up uh-huh. here. Yeah, we just flew up here for the, the yeah. weekend. We fly back out Monday, Monday, yeah. and come back in three weeks to go to Salt Lake City okay. for another Comic Con. Busy, busy, very busy. Well, we've got ten more like back to back to yeah. back. So, so since the show has ended and since everything came out, you know what has encapsulated your lives? What all have you been up to since everything? Oh, you know, we're building a new park down in Tulum, um, Mexico, just south of Cancun and in Playa del Carmen, and we're filming what be, will become season four of tiger king so yeah you thought season one was crazy this yeah. is season four, yeah, season season four, four is going huh? hook, so yeah. do we get any more clarification well you know um carol should worry um the original director of tiger king should worry and joe absolutely should worry I, so you know, I haven't kept up well. I mean, I saw the first original season. Yeah. Is Joe still Joe is still up? locked up? Yeah, seven, 17 more years, and um, seventeen more that's, years. That's that's yes. currently, wow. and and we think that that will probably be extended. Yeah, wow. there's more charges actually coming. Yeah, yeah more steps. And coming. we can't 
spill yes, sure, of course, all yeah. of that. Absolutely. But that actually probably will be spilled more in the season four. But it's, It'll actually it's come pretty out crazy. In a few weeks, actually, more in a few weeks. Yeah, I, I, I keep an eye on the news. Okay. Oh yeah. my you heard it here. You heard yeah, it here. You heard it here first. Absolutely. So, <laughs> gut feeling, absolutely in your heart of your hearts. What are your thoughts? Who's guilty? Who's Carol killed her husband without a doubt. I, I mean, that's my humble, personal, accurate opinion. <laughs> Make sure um, you say it's your opinion. Joe, Carol, Carol Joe did it. Is Joe's where he belongs? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. People, people only saw what Netflix wanted you to see about Joe, and what we know about Joe, and what we personally witnessed. Why, why they charged him with selling five Tiger Cubs when he sold hundreds? And he admitted on recording he sold $200,000 in one year worth of Cubs and put it in our bank account to try to launder it. So he's he's where he belongs, and and what you guys will see coming out in the news will, will validate will validate our side of the story. Wow. You know, They try to make us the criminals and the bad guys. Yeah. And all we want to do is help the animals. Yeah. And we left a $4 million house to move to the middle of Oklahoma in a, in a basically <laughs> in a storage shed to help him and help the animals and then wow. the price we paid was Netflix turning it up ass and backwards on us so that is that is the popular thing to do today. that's what they do I mean they had to make it interesting and yeah it certainly was and so you know. what did you guys think about the peacock series much the retail that was more accurate okay that was, was better than it was much more accurate and uh, they made James Garrison look way too handsome <laughs> um, but you know, it, it was it was truer to. I was surprised how much they, they got she, accurate they, on what we said to one right, another. Right, they knew things that we said in private. In private, and and yeah. like, how the hell did they know? Wow. When when Joe was getting married, and, and I and they said, "How desperate do you have to be to marry, to, to marry Joe. Joe Exotic?" I actually said those words, but how how they knew that? You know, is wow. Dean Winters played me. Yeah, the guy from the Allstate Mayhem. Commercials. I could not believe how close they looked to one another. I know. I they remember seeing that. I was yeah. like, "Is that oh, actually him?" My God. Right, it was I have close. to show you the picture that we did the side by side comparison. Yeah. Exact hat, exact yeah. same they shirt, the same everything. But they've been secretly following you for a while. We know. So, we reached out to try to you know, be technical advisors, and they came back and says we're, we're not allowed to talk to any of the characters. But the way how we kind of talked to them, though, is that we, we all shared in pictures one another, okay. and they would share it on their social media, and we would share it on our social media. So it showed that we were like, okay, look, this character's playing us, and yeah. they shared our stuff. Sort and of like, supportive. Okay. They, were, they yeah, were being very absolutely. supportive. So it was really cool. Yeah. It was cool, and I, you know, I wish they'd have continued it because there's so much more to the story than, than yeah. where they ended it. And you know it's. Um, but it is, it is true. Joe did kill the tigers. That yeah. is accurate, and it goes further into that. Joe, but, Joe yeah. killed hundreds of tigers. It wasn't just the five. They charged him with killing five. It's because we knew exactly where those five were buried. We knew that they were shot in the head with a shotgun. And they were only two years old. And they were you know young cats. But yeah. he needed the room because the circus was coming in and wanted to store their cats there for the winter. And they that's always paid Joe in cash. That's so yeah. you know, and Joe sad. got on the radio and he called he called Cowie. You know, the guy who's recently died. Kokowi and he says, whichever cats aren't breeding, he says, I want the first five that you can name that are not breeding. If they weren't breeding, they weren't making money for Joe. And, um, yeah, so yeah, so that's how suffer. pathetic he was. And, and we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep one alive, you know? Yeah. And he's just out there just randomly killing him. It's just 
So I know you have to be careful, legalities and all that stuff, but if there's one message that you wanted to get out there that you can say that has not been told, something that you've not been able to say. Mm, you better you know, be good. It's, it's, <laughs> the Big Cat Safety Act was recently passed. You know, Carol paid a lot of politicians to get that passed. And, and it's not that we... Tigers are not pets. Tigers should never be people's pets. And, and, and you know, I'm a hypocrite because when I grew up, I had tigers and, you know, my family owned a circus. So we had okay. a reason. I wasn't just the guy in Houston who thinks he's got a, a tiger in his backyard. And, and it, it's... Those people gave us a bad name. Yeah, it's, sure. it's those yeah. people who certainly... And, and you know, the, the private animal industry, Carol Baskin, those stuffed animals, okay, Wild Republic is the is the manufacturer of the best plush stuffed animals. We had them in our zoo for years. And when we started to do conventions, we called Wild Republic and placed an order. They canceled our order. This is why to cancel the order. We paid our bills on time. They said, Carol Baskin doesn't want us and the industry selling to you guys because you're yeah. breeding cats. And I said, so Carol Baskin now dictates the plush animal industry in America? And you know, they, what they do is they threaten Wild Republic that They'll go to the Dallas Zoo and, and you know, the Chicago Zoo and Cincinnati Zoo, and they'll tell them not to purchase Wild Republic stuffed animals. So they weren't supposed to tell us. Wild Republic told us, you know, we can't sell them to you. So we, we found, get them anyway. We found a back door. We get them anyway. We found yeah. a back door. You just order directly from China where <laughs> they get them. There's always somebody else. Yeah. There yeah. always is. So, but that's, that's the woman who... Yeah. wants to back away from this and just you know fade uh, off and retire oh, she's yeah. still she's still on the hunt for everybody and and the thing is is she did exactly what joe exotic did she's got tigers in sh tinier cages than joe did she supported that she was breeding animals she was letting people stay in her bed and breakfast with baby you know oh i've actually met a few people here that actually stayed at her but place if so. you control the narrative and when you control the narrative, when you when you kill your husband and take six million dollars worth of life insurance. Oh, her second husband. She killed her first yeah. and second one. And She's on her third one now. Well, and then she recently yeah. just said, "You're like, oh no, they found him. He was down no, there." Yeah, he's there's a complete yeah. total lie. Yeah, Don's been dead. She gave his gun collection worth a hundred thousand dollars. She gave it away the day before she reported him missing. So yeah, to a guy named Kenny Farr. And Is Kenny that guy Farr, testified? Kenny Farr won't. He's Kenny Farr was given property. Scared. Carol put several different i mean like 17 different properties she owned in tampa she put them in kenny farr's name and then transferred them back out of her name she's she's a crook and, and hopefully what we have uncovered will she, she'll probably never be charged with with don lewis's disappearance her brother her brother was in the sheriff's department yeah right? he was he in the hillsborough county sheriff's department that's so how she got if you're going to kill somebody you want to have a cop oh yeah you and, gotta have a connection and, and now they've got this guy named chad chronister who's just mega wealthy um, mafia family, basically in yeah. Tampa, is a sheriff, and he's protected her, and they're they're on her board of directors. So until Chronister is gone, um, Carol Baskin will never be investigated. But on a positive note, we are building a animal sanctuary down in and Mexico. And if you want to pet tigers, you come to and Mexico. You can come to we, we do it every day down on Fifth <laughs> Avenue and Playa del Carmen. Awesome. We have baby tigers, baby lions, and baby jaguars. And, yeah. Thank you. Guys, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. I had us. fun judging today. That well, thank was, you. Yes, Lauren, Lauren was, judged our cosplay contest. Did a great I job. enjoyed it. So thank you guys Absolutely. so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Just fantastic uh, interview. Thank you so much to them again for, for taking the time to talk to us and just being so candid and open and real. 
uh, in their conversation. The wild thing is, is they had a lookalike there with them of Joe yep. Exotic. And when I first saw him on Friday night, I went, good God, did they let him out of jail? Just under a con? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looked that, just like him. That dude was like two feet taller than yes. the real Joe Exotic. He was. He was way taller. But just a great interview. And and one of the other interviews that we got to to fortunately do was uh, Ola Arn Anderson and his son Brock. That's right. That was fun. That was that was it was great to to hear some of the stories from the Smoky Mountain Wrestling days because, like he said, coming out of old Double A Arn Anderson's mouth, the Knoxville area was a prime wrestling location. Absolutely, back uh, in the, the Arm, day. Armstrong family. Uh, he even talked about household names in this. And area. the thing is, is it still can be. It still I mean, is. That's people who uh, are wrestling fans who are listening to this if they don't know who that is like a longtime referee uh, mm, scott armstrong scott you would probably armstrong. recognize him if you saw him he hasn't he retired like five or six shorter years hair short short hair. gray hair and also the road dog jesse james that's his brother uh everyone knows him oh you didn't know so one of the best on the mic of our generation baby yeah the true. road dog but yeah he talked about some of the old days of like during the territory stuff uh working with your 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 hero, your your big guy, uh, Miss Corny himself, Jim Cornette. Yeah, I uh, called him a professional. Well, he is, and uh, a bit of a purist and a professional, which Arn considers himself a purist and a professional. Old school, and, and he to... made a comment yep. that we found very interesting. He is oh, yeah. not a fan of how did how did he word it. Well, he, he was sort of alluding to the fact that a lot of wrestlers today, modern wrestlers, they take a lot of unnecessary risks, mm. especially in AEW. And he was talking about, you know, that constant need to shock, you know, mm. and this thing's got to be bigger than the last thing. And we're getting to the point where there's a lot of stuff going on that, you know, we've seen for years the replay of, of uh, Edge spearing Jeff Hardy off the the hanging the ladder, title, yeah. right on the ladder. That was the biggest thing to happen for a long time, other mm -hmm. than you know, Mick Foley through the hell in the cell and off the hell in yeah. the cell. Those those spots. Now there's stuff like that happening all the time, and sometimes it's not really needed. And that's sort yeah. of what he was talking about. And he talked about how he worries with his son being a young wrestler that you know these kinds of things well, happen. I kind of kind of agree. I'd be more shocked if Dean Ambrose didn't bleed in a match. Yeah, you know or. AEW didn't do something shocking. They just had a wrestling match. It's like uh, that analogy. Like if you had your, if, if you ate steak every single day, eventually it's like, uh, yeah. it sort of loses its mm -hmm. appeal. So yeah, it was true. Uh, it was a great interview. We got to ask Brock about, yeah, current AEW roster member, Brock Anderson, mm -hmm. uh, pretty young guy. I think he's like 25 or 26. Looks um, like a man, though. <laughs> like a man, a horse. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I did so, offer my uh, services to be his tag team partner. <laughs> the The offer is still out there, Brock. I uh, I'm sure you'll be hearing from him soon. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the email or the phone call. Uh, but they were a great interview. Thanks, it was message. really cool hearing. Uh, yeah, facts. Uh, <laughs> um, 
It was really cool hearing Arn talk about White Lightning. Yeah. Uh, Tim Horner. He was like, oh, he was, our, he was my first mentor. He, a room came available in his house. and <laughs> Yeah, that it up surprised to me. me, too. I had no idea. Yeah. It was really cool. They were a great interview. Uh, just a few minutes that we got to spend with them. It was so cool because, I mean, you know, there's all these stars and all that. There's, there's your John Cena's and your Edge's and your Shawn Michael's. But, like, Arn Anderson, man, like, he has been around it all from yeah. the days of the territories to today Four horseman man and he I mean, he worked behind the scenes for uh the wwe for many 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 mm. many many years so i guess he was just an agent uh, or producer and now he does that for aw of course mm-hmm. uh so he is a legend an absolute legend and he was just a really friendly guy uh very willing to just like you know we had uh, our our friends at fanboy went and asked if they would uh, care to do the interview and they were like oh yeah absolutely let's go yeah and so uh, they were all in it was it was great so we really appreciated it and it's it's it was wild that brock's dream match is just another match with ftr yeah that says like a, a lot third, about it, a third match with ftr uh, a great old school tag team mm-hmm. i'm telling That's you brock I, I can go old school. Listen, Brock, we played a lot of uh, <laughs> these two games games over the years. You know, we played a lot of uh, revenge on Nintendo sixty four. We can go old school. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> we can go old school. Uh, you can ref the match. I would love to do that. I have that experience. Yeah, I can do that as long as I get to give you one really good slap. Or Brock, let Brock give you one. No, really good no. <laughs> no. Well, I, you know, he knows how to how to He's work. He's probably more controlled than I am. That would be better. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but that was such a great interview, and you are going to hear that interview right now. What's up, guys? We are here with legends. Like I'm, I'm fanboying over here. Literally, this is Arn and Brock Anderson. And we are very happy to be able to talk with them for a few minutes. Thank you all for being here. Great. We are we are always happy to to have people just share this opportunity with us as fans and take time out of your your busy lives. Uh, so first off, thank you. Thank you. Um, we are Knoxville boys outside of Knoxville. Um, you know, Smoky Mountain Wrestling area from back in the day. Uh, so tell us a. a a favorite story of wrestling in that area from your career? Well, I had a little gig where I was partners with uh, the Rock and Roll Express, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. And it came at a time that they had been mortal enemies of the horsemen for years and years and years. So I think that was really a shocker that it was me under there because it didn't, there was no indication that we had a relationship at all. Cornette ran a pretty tight ship, and it was back in the days when we were still having fun in the business. And uh, I just shot over the mountain from Charlotte and had a couple of days over there and had a really good time. Knoxville has been a great city for re- professional wrestling for as long as I've been in the business. It's always supported whatever company was in the area. And uh, people of Knoxville, of course, the football team. Mm-hmm. 100,000 plus, right? Go balls, yeah. Can't argue with that. So people in Knoxville have been very good to us. 
You say Cornette ran a pretty tight shift. So what was it like working with Jim? I liked it. Jim's a professional. He's old school. I'm Very old much. school. Yeah. I consider myself a professional. Yeah. But in that same vein, you can still have fun and not put anybody at, at risk. And I think the business today is more, I worry about these young sure. young guys and girls in the business and uh, just some of the things that they're willing to do to capture the fans, you know, it's, it's really dangerous. And I, yes, that bothers me. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. So, Brock, uh, what's it like working with your dad? Uh, it's my favorite part of this process so far. Yeah. Just getting to travel with him, be around him, be on the road with him. He was gone so much, birthdays, holidays, when I was growing up working with the other company. You can't get that time back, but you don't lose anymore, too. So that's been by far my favorite part of this whole process. What would you say is the most important thing that you've learned from your dad as far as the business goes? Just making it make sense. Sure. Just logic. Yeah. Just abuse logic to it. I mean, I don't know if that sounds illogical yeah. by some of the stuff you watch, but just do everything logically. Just be yeah. sensible about how you approach the business. Great. Who, who was your favorite opponent to work with? Who was, I'm sorry. Who was your favorite opponent to work oh, with? Oh, God. Uh, I just sit here daydreaming about what he said, and I can't. I can't support that anymore. The best part for me is traveling with him. That's awesome. Getting caught up in all that stuff. I love wrestling Brad Armstrong. You know, if you remember Brad. Yes. yes. It's a guy that doesn't get an, enough credit. He was mm-hmm. as smooth as silk. He was as smooth as Steamboat and Barry Wyndham and just uh, all those. All the Armstrongs have been a big deal in the business. Yes. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, especially going to the Tennessee territory. Yeah. Bob gave me one of my first breaks in the business. He used me for about three weeks down in the Pensacola Territory, so I was forever grateful to him. And he was like a father figure to me. Uh, Armstrongs were a household name in that area, yes. right? For yes, a long yes, time. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, great team. Love working with those guys. Uh, Steamboat, Mary Wyndham. So since we are outside of Knoxville in the Morristown area, do you have any stories with a Morristown legend, White Lightning Tim Horner? He was my first mentor. Really? When I went to uh, Bill Watts, Mid-South Wrestling, 1982, Horner um, was already there. Just so happened, uh, the grappler, if you know him, Dirty White Boy. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Him and Tim were roommates, and he was moving on to Texas, so it opened up a apartment one of the bedrooms tim asked didn't know me from adam and said uh, you want to move in split the rent i said absolutely sure started wrestling him every night and he was so far advanced for me at that point every night was just like a learning process he taught me a lot awesome that's great brock last question for you sir uh dream opponent you're still early on in your career what's your dream match I've already wrestled him twice with two different partners. Whoever the third partner may be, FTR. They're the best. Right on. I've already got to wrestle him twice, but whoever the next partner is, we can do that one again. Awesome. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Hard to top that. I'll, I'll take some bumps for you, brother. I will. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Thank you again to the Andersons for 
talking to us just for a few minutes. It was fantastic. Uh, and as we said, we got to interview a few of the cosplayers, nowhere near what we normally do. Uh, we nor- normally have 10 to 12 interviews with cosplayers after the contest, but sadly, we were unable to th- at this one. But next time, next time, we absolutely will. Uh, we did, however, get to talk to a few cosplayers. You had a really good interview with a couple. Um, mm-hmm. One who, both theater kids, if I'm correct. No. The wife was. One. The, the girlfriend the girlfriend the girlfriend yeah. was was a theater person mm-hmm. but the other one the, the the guy the gentleman was a high school teacher he's like a oh. digital digital arts and design digital media i believe is what it was and um, we talked about that for a little while but they were lovely they were they were great to talk to so we appreciate them coming back by they they stopped by a couple of times and i think that they actually had a connection to our neighbors there on our left so yeah they went to cool like too. the same high school or or something like that the girlfriend was a few years older than uh, Harley, but they recognized each other mm-hmm. from going to high school together. Right. And I was like, oh, so it's not just a Morristown thing that happens everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> so it's a small world all around the world. OK, I get that. OK, good. Glad to know. Uh, but uh, we are going to go ahead and play a few of our cosplay interviews that we were able to get, including the one that Josh just discussed. All right, it's Josh here, and we're uh, going to interview some cosplayers who stopped by the booth uh, the past couple of days. So, guys, if you want to introduce yourselves. Hi. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'll go first. Well, ladies first. Hi, I'm Annalise Cutter. Um, I am an actor, uh, cosplayer, and a costume designer. Yep. I am Brandon Prochnik. I'm a digital arts teacher. You're a teacher? Yes. Uh, I, I teach high school. We have much to talk about here in just a few minutes, okay? <laughs> we'll, save, we'll save that for uh, not on video. All right, so uh, tell me who you're cosplaying as today. Well, I'm sort of an original Soul Survivor from Fallout 4 uh, character. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. With yeah, the, the color scheme, yeah, sort of. Ah, very nice. Yeah. Okay. And then I am a original post-apocalyptic battle mage. Original post-apocalyptic battle mage. Yesterday, did you have, did you have like a... I had my staff. Yeah. Uh, I have, I think this is to the T. Uh, it's a staff that has a stick on it. Uh, put things inside of it so that you can shake it. Rattles, makes noise. It's got a skull on the top. Yeah, it has a couple of skulls in it, on it and everything. Should have brought it today, but I was like, oh, I brought this, never use it. Well, the gun looks cool too, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell them about it. Yeah, it's three printed. So um, I use an Ender 3 printer. It took about a month of work, of okay. painting, sanding, and working on it. Broke it a couple of times, tried a lot. <laughs> But eventually it worked out. It normally attaches to a robotic arm. So that's what this piece is. So it attaches to an arm so you can move it around. Kind of like the alien's gun. Right, right, right. But it's actually a camera rig. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't bring it this time. And you've even got your utility belt here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, so I actually bought this off Etsy. So there was a, there's a company that I saw that I really like, and I got their, this right off of there because I was like, look, I Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on it. Etsy if you're looking to get started, Etsy, but you're not... Yeah. yeah, but you're not, we're, you're not into or you don't have time to make something yourself. There's a lot of really great creators that need support on Etsy. Yeah. So it's okay to not be 100% you made everything yourself. But yeah, we talk about that a lot. Yeah. So uh, if you had to guess, how many hours, weapon and everything went into the whole look, both, both of you? Oh, wow. Okay, so for me, month, gun itself only t- it took about a month to do. Okay. Uh, this did not take long. The, the, <laughs> this was a, like a week. 
Well, the makeup of, took two yeah, hours and the, I did yeah, it. The makeup took two hours. That was all this. A month, a week, plus two hours. Yeah, yeah. and then um, this stuff, because I bought it, it was just the time for shipping and stuff. Yeah. Right. So, But I would say in total, maybe like um, maybe like two months just planning yeah. and yeah. making right. things. The other costume, I would say, the one with the machine gun is the one that uh, took the longest. So with the robotic arm, I think that took, like, I was working on that, it's got to be six months. Because yeah. it was from Megacon to Megacon, basically, we mm -hmm. were working on it. Yeah. So, and I, of course, I didn't bring that one, but. And how about you? And this is actually one of my more casual costumes. I, I tend to make them all myself, but I like to go along with him. So this is just um, from, it's literally from Spirit Halloween, but I uh, I weathered it myself. So it's actually a lot of watercolor and, um, and uh, what's it called? Chalk uh, I used to weather. And mm -hmm. uh, that probably took me a couple hours. And then um, this is his from Etsy. Um, it's really cool. I wish we had the creator's names. I feel awful. But yeah, um, if you look up like post-apocalyptic or like Fallout-inspired uh costumes on etsy you'll find mm. stuff like that this is too also from etsy um this is a real vintage canteen um but this yeah it probably took me a couple hours but i i also cosplay rebels ahsoka and that was the most recent one i did okay. and i made everything myself except for the leggings literally i made boot covers i made armor i made the leku made the, yeah the, i made the leku yeah. I, I i bought a pattern off of etsy but then i made it myself out of okay. foam and uh spandex fabric and i painted it and how long does the face paint oh take? My God. He was there when I did it. Um, probably an hour or two, yeah. Two hours. Gotcha. Well, unfortunately, yeah. I couldn't help, so it was just looking in the mirror and just doing it yourself. Yep. Right. Yeah, I do so it myself. Um, but yeah, that and that costume probably took me a couple months also. Like, uh, definitely maybe 20 hours. It's a lot. Like, okay. Yeah, that's an estimate, but uh, yeah. The only uh, cosplaying that I've ever done where I made everything myself, actually, I didn't even make it all myself. I only had the helmet. But I had to like use a Dremel on oh, this stuff to make a Magneto <laughs> helmet, oh, and cool. it took me forever and ever. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I understand. The first costume I made was fully by myself. Yeah, you used so, a lot of like vintage real. So I bought a bunch of. So I used to collect a lot of old like uh, surplus military gear, and I had a old jumpsuit. So it was a full size, uh, like green an army green jumpsuit. It was for like uh, army mechanics. I uh, weathered it. I like. I used real engine oil and all that stuff. He likes to do it real. Yeah. Like he likes I'm to rub his like, stuff in I'm the dirt. Very, like I'm gonna rub it yeah. in the dirt, rub it in the ash, <laughs> burn it, and yes. stuff. But yeah, so that was all, all for real. the authenticity. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And the smell. But not. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So doing that, and then I, that's when I made the uh, chest rig. So I bought this, and then I got my other rig, the camera rig, and that. I completely modified to turn it into what I needed. So yeah. I, if you look up the alien smart gun, that's what I base it off of. Yeah. So that's what this is based off of as well. How long have you guys been cosplaying? I've been cosplaying since I was uh, 12 and I'm 23, turning 24. So actually, oh my gosh, like 10, 12 years, 10 years ish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say like how many months after I met you? Uh, so I'd say you've been cosplaying for like a year and a half. Yeah, so about a year you brought him into yeah. this yes. crazy, crazy so mission. I, I always, always wanted to do wanted it. I wanted to do it, but I had no one to do it with. So I, I had no one to make costumes with. And, and then I, you, you met me. me. You invited me to go to MegaCon. Yeah, that was uh, only a couple months after we started dating. So I was like, come to MegaCon with me. You got bit by the bug. Oh, instantly. Yeah. <laughs> instantly. And so I was like, yeah. And I went all out. Yeah, he went all out. All right, last question for you guys. What is your favorite thing about cosplaying? <sighs> That's really hard. <sighs> That, I think it's I think it's meeting people. I like to say making it, 
but I think overall, like just getting to meet people. The, the community. I, yeah, the community. I would say, yeah. yeah. I like making it too. And I, I just love, I'm a maker, I'm a costume designer. That's what I do as a job. So I love making things with my hands and just getting to see, show it off and people, mm -hmm. you know, liking it. Yeah. I would say, so like on that note as well, I like when people see the stuff I make. Yeah. I like meeting people, but I would say like for me, I like telling a story. Yeah. So like, because a lot of the costumes I do aren't based on like a specific game. Yeah, he does stuff. like custom. So I, I like making my own thing and like coming up yeah. with the story of it. So like people are like, oh, is that... They'll be like, what is, is it? Like, what is it? What is it? I, I like, thought it was they... Mad Max yesterday. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, you know, I like that people like can't point it exactly. It's like, well, it's a mix of everything. It could be yeah. from Fallout, yeah. you know, it could be a Mad Max thing. Yeah, you draw yeah. a lot of inspiration from things, yeah. but then do your own. I like to cosplay characters. Yeah, like so like for me, cosplay. I love Mad Max. And I want, like, originally I was thinking doing the war, like, uh, the war boys. Yeah, the like the white, white face paint. The war boys paint, the white paint up the body, and then do the scars and the staff, mm -hmm. but I decided not to do it. So, uh, yeah, that's how I like Would have taken even longer. <laughs> but, yeah, so for me, I, I think that's what I enjoy the most. It's like telling the story of a character I made. Sure. All right, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers, Ned. How long have you been cosplaying? Well, I, I only started recently, but I start I 2022. Mm -hmm. I... I put together a dream cosplay and I started putting together my current cosplay as Evie. Um, so, as you could say, I've been working on this for about a solid year. I, well, personally, not all the props that I've made, like, I've made and I've repainted and refurbished and a little plastic axe I got for, you know, cheap. Yeah. Uh, my friend made my tail for my Eevee cosplay. My friend made the Pokeball. I bought the ears off of a slightly obscure seller. Mm -hmm. I would have rather made them myself, knowing the price. And my friend sent me the fur and the pattern for the fur collar. Pretty much everything else is either like clearance or thrifted clothing. Yes. I. I just kind of like find it something fun, enjoyable, you know. Make the work, make the most of it, not the worst of it. Absolutely. What is it about the cosplaying world that you enjoy? Uh, freedom of expression. You know, there's no specific set body type. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's just it's a great way for me to meet people mm -hmm. and for other people to meet each other because it starts a conversation. It does. You know how how's it made? You know. How long did it take you? Where did you get that? You know, and all sorts of other questions you can ask, they can ask you back and forth. And I also love that people feel more comfortable talking to me. Yes. I feel like that's, it makes me more approachable. Mm -hmm. So is this your first fanboy? This is my first fanboy. I Right now I am not volunteering, but I was volunteering today, and I was volunteering for most of the conventions. Mm -hmm. I have been making a point to jump around from convention to convention that's local to me. Yes. Awesome. So what is your next uh, cosplay that you would like to plan? 
I am thinking to plan an Umbreon cosplay, either shiny or not, because I am a big fan of Eevee and the Evolution line. Yes. I have some personal stuff planned in between uh, non-canon OCs, mm -hmm. but that is the Umbreon is definitely a heaviest on my mind. Nice. Well, thank you for stopping and talking to us. Thank you. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery, where legends are made. Here, we won't herd you like a bunch of old cattle, leaving you feeling dazed and crazed and in a smoky haze. Here, we aren't just another moonshine sip and stop in the volunteer state. We are much more. At Tennessee Legend Distillery, we will show you that billboards don't make you a legend. And here, you aren't just another sale and a printed receipt. Here, you are the legend. Come be a part of the legend by visiting one of our four locations located across the state of Tennessee. Whether you're visiting the small local town of Cookville, boot scooting in the music city of Nashville, or relaxing in the beautiful Smoky Mountains of Sevierville, Tennessee Legend Distillery will have you saying, make mine a legend, no matter what you sip on. Stop in and try any of our multi-award winning spirits like our King Snake Bourbon Whiskey, our 120 proof White Corn Hammershine, or our number one seller, our Salted Caramel Whiskey. Not only will you become a part of the legend, but you will also become part of our secret creed of spirits. That's right, Tennessee Legend Distillery is the only place you'll be able to find the exclusive Assassin's Creed Spirit Collection. We have the AC-15 four-year-old bourbon whiskey celebrating 15 years of Altair, Ezio, and all of the other Assassin's Creed characters. Next up, we have our Valhalla Vodka a smooth, 80-proof, tasteless spirit that will keep you going on any cold or hot Midgard night. Last, but certainly not least, take to the high seas with our brand new Black Flag Spiced Rum, a spirit that would make Edward Kenway join our crew. These legendary exclusive spirits can only be found here, with more on the way. Brought to you by Ubisoft, Anthem Spirits, and Tennessee Legend Distillery. For more information, check out our TennesseeLegend.com or follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Live in another state? No worries. Go to kegandbottle.com. That's K-E-G-N-B-O-T-T-L-E, kegandbottle.com, and search Tennessee Legend Distillery. They'll deliver it right to your door. Mention 30 and Nerdy Podcasts while checking out in any one of our locations across Tennessee and receive a free shot glass. What are you waiting for? Come walk among legends at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. What's up, guys? This is Logan, better known as the Rev of Rents on yours truly, 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Exciting news coming to you because ya boy now owns a business and that business is shane's rib shack in georgia mcdonough highway 81 and we've got some delicious food we got ribs we got wings we've got tendies we've got boneless we got everything you want you like burgers we got that too and i would be very appreciative if you showed me the love that you showed me here right here at 30 nerdy podcast and go and find me in georgia Eat some of that Shane Shack food. And if you do, always tell them that 30 and Nerdy sent you. And I promise 
my word right here. You mentioned 30 and 30, you get the free sweet tea. That's on me. And that's a promise because the reverence never breaks the promise. Do you like comic books? What about movies and TV shows? Well, we may be the show for you. We're Hops Geek News, a weekly podcast that discusses comics, movies, and TV shows while featuring a beer of the week. Every week we chat about what we messed up on the week before, and then we dive into what we're reading and watching, as well as some news. We then wrap it up with a geek-themed topic of the week. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts by searching Hops Geek News. Cheers. Cheers. This is Craig Parker. You're listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Thank you again to all those who stopped by the booth to talk to us. Uh, we did find out some, sadly, after we left Con Fanboy Expo, we found out more about Danica, who we mentioned earlier, who was a moderator, a panel moderator. She is like a big theater teacher at yeah. NC State. I have so many questions for her. I know. Help right? me. Yeah, we found out that she's this massive, like, really successful theater teacher from NC State, North Carolina State. Uh, the Wolf Pack, I believe, is what they're called. And runs this show with an, uh, a kid cadet. Mm -hmm. And they are just moderators at all these different cons yeah. and fanboys and, and Galaxy Con and all this stuff all over the country. And we were like, well, what the heck? That's I wish we'd have known that then. Yeah. That's the dream. But now yeah. we do know. Now and we, do know. we connected with her when we were mm -hmm. at the con. So yeah, we've we've contacted her again. Mm -hmm. And I believe we're going to have gonna her come on. on the show soon. Yes, she's going to come on the show and talk about and maybe give some advice to those of you who may be interested in that kind of stuff like us and how you get there, what you do. Uh, and we definitely want to pick her theater brain because you as a theater teacher and oh my gosh. both of us have our many years performing like it's so it's like you know that they all exist and all that, but the second you come into contact with a theater person of like, like an in depth, like been doing it for mm -hmm. years, you're like, oh, I need, to, I want to, I want to mm, rub elbows with you. I want to get your opinions on this. I want to. So we're definitely going to be doing that. Be on the lookout for that episode coming very soon. I mean, let's just go ahead and get into it. Cowabunga! Interview we got to do. Huge thank you to Joanna and Bretsky, old Brett, for making this possible. Now, sadly, uh, you will hear in the interview that Rob Paulson was unable to be at this one. He was meant to be there, but he had a family emergency. We uh, missed you, Rob. We did. We did miss Rob. But we got to, to talk for a great length with the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the turtles we grew up with. In the cartoons, yeah, Barry Townsend and Cam, and yes. they were just—I mean, I, I feel like a broken record because we've said this about everyone, but it's true. They were absolutely wonderful. I mean, they were just such a Gems. joy. We had such a great time, like lots of laughs. Uh, I think they had a lot of fun. They did with us as well, and uh, I think it's probably moved up to my favorite interview we've ever done. Maybe for me too, man. I mean, I, Craig Parker was, was great. Craig Parker um, was great, but the, just the, the energy these guys had and like yeah. found out that my favorite Michelangelo uh, Townsend, the voice has two sons, Christopher and Tyler. Yeah, I'm Tyler. Older brother's name is Christopher. So when he hears that, he's going to be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs> and also a huge uh, 
huge shout out to them just for for taking the time to talk to us for uh we we also gave them uh harley made them these little turtles like i said our neighbor been and we got to we gave them to them for her they had they had little speech speech bubbles and she wrote speech bubbles and uh they just loved them so another shout out to to you all our, our dear neighbors they enjoyed them uh, and we got to give one to an Eastman. Uh, before we get to the interview, Eastman's line was just to the road, pretty much. Eastman, the creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, was Kevin also Eastman. there. Kevin Eastman. I, we did not get to see this part of his panel. I did not get the chance to ask him or talk to him. The only question that I would have asked asked Kevin Eastman would be, so how do you just, you're just sitting in your room one day, or or on the toilet or in traffic and you just think you know it would be really good teenage fighting turtles <laughs> that's the uh, question i would ask him is is how do you just come up with one day i think we should do a tmnt episode Absolutely. and we'll go into that because i actually do know a little bit about okay about that. so that would be great we'll add I, that to i the do list. not know how where his idea came from my guess was eating pizza and no he's actually uh spoofing something oh okay then i cannot wait for this episode i will learn some fun new stuff but like we said we got to take some time and just talk to the guys and hear some funny stories and 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 i'm just going to stop talking here is our interview with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? We're so excited because we are here with three-fourths of the world's most fearsome fighting team, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's true. So we've got Cam, we've got Townsend, and we've got Barry here. And we've got some questions for them. So would you guys want to like introduce yourselves and the parts that you played on the show? Sure. Yes, I'm Rob Paulson. <laughs> I'm Cam Clark, and I'm Leonardo and Rocksteady. Barry Gordon, I'm Donatello, and we back. There you go. And y'all, I'm Townsend Colvin, and I'm Michelangelo, dude, Cowabunga! And oh, nobody sorry. else. And, well, <laughs> actually, Usagi Yojimbo and Rat King. But, that's uh, true. That's they, true. Oh, Rat King, right? Yeah, Rat King, that's right. All right, guys. Rat King, yeah, and don't get me started. All right? Thank you. Very nice. All right, guys. So what did you first think about this concept of talking fighting turtles when it was first presented to you? Um, does it pay? That's the first, first question and most important. I thought my agent was putting me on. I, I honestly did not did not think there was such a thing because I didn't know about the comic book. So, yeah, I was kind of a little bit saying, yeah, right. You know, that was sort of my attitude. And then, then when I saw the 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 storyboard and the first you know sides that we were reading for um looked pretty cool but you know i thought yeah this is probably too cool it probably won't last Mm -hmm. yeah it was largely the same rob and i were working on a a show called fraggle rock and and our voice director on that show came into one of our recording sessions and said you guys aren't going to believe what i'm going to be casting and directing next he pulls out a ninja tool comic out of his bag and shows it to us, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, well, good luck with that." 
<laughs> but uh, it worked out. Yeah. We auditioned and we got it, and here we are. Oh, yeah, here we are. So, what what was your favorite thing that you ever did on the show, or just anything that really stands out? It's like a favorite memory. Oh, I got one. The episodes where Leonardo said, "I am done. I'm done being the leader. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in the lair and eat pizza. You guys are in charge." Favorite part. Well, <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah, remember do you, you guys remember that? There you go. No. I don't remember that. Am I making that up? <laughs> I think that was in your dreams, buddy. <laughs> I think that's what you were hoping would happen. No, I swear. Somebody right into these guys. It's in the day off that he never got. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I seen you recall. I think there was something like a dark Donatello moment. Like Donatello changed attitude and became really dark and miserable and negative. And I think I enjoyed that. Nice. Uh, I like the part where Barry and I were were uh, surfing down the sewer, and, <laughs> and and I was and I being Michelangelo was tired of saying Cowabunga, and uh, Donatello says, Michelangelo, why don't you say Cowabunga anymore? And I say. Uh, I'm kind of tired of that, dude. How about yabba dabba? And then he snaps his hand over my face and right. says, "Nah, it's not you." Nah. That's <laughs> right. Uh, so there's been some Ninja Turtle crossovers with like Batman and Power Rangers yeah. and all that. What is a franchise that you all would like to voice the turtles crossing over with? Ah. Uh, Boy, that's a good one. How about uh, Ninja Turtles and Baywatch? <laughs> okay, pretty easy. Mikey, for me. you know, yeah. I mean, he was just right there on the yeah, edge. Would work. Party, would work. Wait, wait to party. Okay, I got one. Yeah, the sequel to Barbie, the movie. Oh, there you go. With the Ninja Turtles. With you the heard Ninja it here, dude. Producers, you're out there. Producers, start working on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm less creative. Uh, <laughs> uh, Spider Man. Uh, oh, there you go. Spider Man, my guy. So I love that answer. Clearly. He's got the shirt. He's a spider fan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so now generations of fans are popping up all all about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You see, that's because Spider-Man covers up there and we cover down there. Yeah. There you go. Whoa. The best yeah. of both worlds. That yeah. Way, yeah, that way we get everything in between. That's it. <laughs> yes. So like with things like the newer shows and Mutant Mayhem popping up, you've yeah. seen tons of generations continue to be brought into this TMNT universe. And they're all different. Yes, and they're all different, and they're all celebrated, and they're all great. But how how has it rubbed on you or affected you as the originals? What's it like seeing this stand the test of time? Hey, I'll tell you, I just think it's amazing. I mean, really, it's such a phenomenon to me that it's lasted this long, and it seems to just continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But I will say this. So being at this con is, is my recollection is the first time we've ever been with some of the other turtle voices. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And and so I find myself having to go, oh yeah, we're we weren't like the only ones. <laughs> it's not all about and, us. And Brian Tochu <laughs> takes up so much room on the Leonardo space. <laughs> so so I find myself thinking, boy, I should be writing eighty seven. At oh, people of, have done that. People all, said, all people my have asked 87. Yeah, yeah. 87. Yeah. 
So people ask this, to do but, it. but it's just like it's amazing that this franchise is. But you know, but we could almost do a con by ourselves. All of the, the oh, the all, 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 all of the voices, con, for sure. all of the Aprils, all of the yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wouldn't that be a great idea? Yeah. Yeah. Turtle, we con, could do a just turtle con. Kevin, yeah, bring Kevin in, and, and I would add that as you watch the turtle parade passing by, yep. and we're the old statesman. That's right. How sweet it is for you guys to still recognize us. That's right. Uh, and that the producers, or there's a million different producers of this and that games or whatever, wanted to do Shredder's Revenge. Yes. With us, and that Nick, Nickelodeon, has now put our old series. What's the Back word? On the streaming streaming. or yeah. that's how my five-year-old daughter is watching you guys now. Which Yay. Means, um, All right. There's enough draw for these old dudes. Yeah, it's fun. So, did you all have any input or creative input into how you built the voice for your individual characters? Did would it take a lot of practice? Did it just? Yeah, I think we all did. We all kind of created our own voices. I mean, that's what voice actors do, and then the casting director sort of decides. Yeah. Go with that's that, go the with, voice that yeah. works. I mean, with me, it's just my voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Very easy game. <laughs> you know. For me, seeing oh, yeah. these three clowns, yeah. you know, and I'm Leo's and the leader, and I tried to put on a little goofiness, and the director calls me out in the hallway. He goes, "What are you doing?" I'm just trying to make Leo look. Well, don't. He's the leader. Stick with that. However, if you guys go back and you watch the original five, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I pretty much use this voice. Leonardo is kind of the leader right around here. You guys, we got to think of something fast. And when the series come back, you hear him go from here to here. So I got to be a cartoon <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> well, I'm just naturally Cam's, a cartoon. Cam's so dream I... come true. Yeah. <laughs> I asked for so little. We got this one from Facebook, guys. Okay. What's your favorite pizza? Anchovy and hot fudge, dude. The only way to eat a pizza. Well, I was told by a fan what Donatello's favorite pizza was. And it was avocado and peanut butter and jalapenos. Not that. So uh, that's... Apparently, that was my favorite in an episode. I didn't remember it, but she did. What a combo. Favorite pizza. I think Leonardo, after a hard day of leading, would like gummies on his pizza. Gummies on his pizza. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. All right, well, last couple questions, guys. What's the most rewarding thing about what you do? You guys? Mm-hmm. Hands down. No, serious. Well, what, not you three guys. Also, personally? No. No. Everybody, no. Not, not, not you guys. Not you first, no, not yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. No, I, no, but the fans. No, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely. Getting to come to these Comic-Cons and meet you guys and hear the stories and what you loved about Ninja Turtles yeah. when you were five, six years old, you know, is just uh, it is just a, to me it's a blessing to make that kind of personal contact with you guys and there's also something else that happened because we've kind of lost touch with each other you know and it's because of this 
because of the cons that you know you should see our text threads <laughs> and right. constantly I we mean, have a thread constantly going i mean it, it, we we really have become brothers again we should show them so the cool special so okay. in honor of our missing brother oh. <laughs> can you see that uh, we have a mutual friend uh, rob and, and us yeah. so we'll let her know to let him know about yeah. this yeah Oh, we so, already let him oh, know, know about this. Yeah, so we yeah. sent it to him. Your favorite turtle here. There he is. And I will add, we have such a nerd, nerd, nerd jerk. Nerd <laughs> jerk. Since Rob is, you know, let's face it, he gets the most loving, and which is great. When we had our first photo ops here, yeah. we're rarely without him. So when they go, okay, photos, without even looking at each other, the three of us went, we stepped back. Well, when they because said solos, because he always <laughs> gets the most. We're sure the Robin solo, and we all, <laughs> and we all went oh, back. He's and, not and here. There's no one there. <laughs> Reflex. So we, yeah, so we wanted to make sure we got a shot with him, with yeah, him, sort of. Yes, in, in spirit. All right, guys. Last question for you. I'd like for you all to answer at the same time. Oh, which turtle is the best turtle? Go. Michael Donatello, Ruffin, Leonardo, Picasso, that was fun. Oh, just great yeah. guys. I was Exciting. a little, I was a little excited, so I overcompensated a little bit on the microphone. So sorry if I'm a little loud a couple of times, but um. <laughs> I was just, it's okay i was trying to make sure that we could be heard very clearly and yeah of course <laughs> we were so we were definitely yeah. heard uh and thank you again to the guys and brett uh and joanna for for making that opportunity possible uh we really hope that we get a chance to talk to you and i really think that turtle con could work i think yeah. that you well, could sell since, out of place. We were there for the original conversation, of course. So I think it's only right that we get the the job as the moderators, uh, uh, the hosts, and the moderators. Absolutely, this whole deal. So, you know, I, I think it's Cam, only fair. Townsend Barry, we're friends now. Yeah, remember us. We're buds. We'll, we'll be waiting for your call. Absolutely, but I mean, just think about it. You get you get a. An entire con of, of from cartoon to live action to comic book artist of the turtles to video game voicing of the turtles to these new voices with mutant mayhem. Seth Rogen could be there all, like literally like just pack the place of from 1987 to now of live action and voices to teenage. Only thing to- is it has to be done in Manhattan. You have to have it. Yes, it has to be new done York. in Manhattan. So. Absolutely has to be done in Manhattan. Wouldn't it be cool if we could have it in the Stewart? No, yeah. that wouldn't be cool. That wouldn't be cool. That'd be gross. What about the Garden? Or the Javits, where New York Comic Con is? Maybe like... Yeah. Yeah. Do it at the Garden? Turtle Con at the Garden? Are you That's kidding? It. That's it. That's your moneymaker right there. Mm-hmm. Giving you all... We're gi- we're, stop. We're giving yeah, away sorry. ideas. Sorry. For free sorry i do that a lot i do that a lot but we have to moderate that's the only deal all the panels so uh long story short fanboy was absolutely 
incredible. There were so many amazing vendors there, artists. Mm. Uh, there was, uh, uh, I wish I could remember the company name. I took the card, but I, I don't have it with me. But they, they were making the lightsabers, and they were actual like combat-ready mm-hmm. sabers. You could clash them and fight, and they wouldn't break. Um, we had celebrities, of course, the ones we've interviewed and we talked about. Ron Simmons, Scotty Tuhati from the Attitude Era, who I got to spend a little bit of time with, actually. Lex was there. Lex Luger was there. We had... Titus Welliver. I got to yes. talk to him. We didn't get to interview him, but I did get to talk to him for a few minutes before he left. Uh, you would know him if you're a Supernatural fan as War and Supernatural. He's also got his own show called Bosch on FX, I believe. He's also in an episode of season two of The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. which is uh, Imperial officer. an Imperial officer when Bo-Katan's robbing that cruiser. Um, so, yeah, uh, just a lot of, I mean, fanboy is just really doing it. John Rice Davies right. was there. He also had a very long line. He always does. Mm-hmm. And he is such a lovely man. He, he really takes time with each person that he interacts with. Because I had, I had that experience myself several years ago uh, when he oh, came yeah. to yeah. a Knoxville fanboy. And his line was not nearly as long. I think Becky and I waited in it. And we were like six, seven people deep. And when we got to him, he just wanted to have a conversation he'd ask us what we do and and he was just lovely so that's part of the reason you wait a long time to meet him um but it it was great to you know we didn't speak to him this time around but just to see him Mm -hmm. you know really cool of course we spoke about e mcdermott the emperor was there warwick davis beaver from leave it to beaver was there i mean just endless what what big names that they get for these cons it's crazy i know uh, david and joanna they they work their asses off uh, if you have yeah. not been able to go to a fanboy expo wherever you're from if you can fly in to either knoxville orlando or drive in do yourself the favor go to a fanboy expo they bust their butts and they put on a hell of a show it excellent. really is a great show an excellent show and, and, and we that's are not biased talking no it's, it's just, the truth and it's, I've, I've been going even before we had a connection uh, mm-hmm. to these folks and, and we're, yeah. not, we're not on the team, but we're sort of part of the team. Yeah. Um, even before that, I've been going to the Knoxville fanboy for years. So um, it's, it's definitely worth your time. We love it. Uh, we'll be there again next summer with fanboy. Mm-hmm. And if uh, Orlando's some, happening some, again next year, hopefully we'll be there new, as well. Bigger things happening that we may oh. be, uh, involved with uh we're going to give joanna some time to rest so maybe we'll be talking plans come january february um but more is coming from the fanboy brand and you need to be on the lookout for that so if you're not following them on any social media you need to be because they're they're doing some great stuff and you're going to want to plan ahead for mm-hmm. this show i mean just like you know dragon con happened this past weekend as well People spend months and months planning and preparing not only their cosplay, but their schedule of the panels they're going to go watch or the activities they're going to participate in and mm-hmm. when they're going to wait in the lines for the autographs that they want or their photo ops or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, you want to go connect with Fanboy on social media so you know what's coming, so you know what to plan for. Let me just say, the, the more you plan ahead, the less line you're waiting in. It's like a Disney vacation. You got to plan out every single step. Absolutely. Got to be efficient with your time. 
So after that fantastic weekend, you know, we had to make the trek home. We were we're not necessarily looking forward to it because we had such a great time. Uh, the three of us getting together for the first time, just the three of us in a long time, the people we met and got to talk to, the interview opportunities. You know, it, it always just kind of sucks to have to go back to the real world after these. And and we got to talk to this awesome family about Star Wars and this and this young man is uh moments that he's gotten to meet like Filoni and some of these heroes in the Star Wars universe. Uh, so I definitely have to give a huge shout out to uh, Philip, Philip Vasquez and his family. Uh, we had a nice long conversation with them about the Star Wars universe and like what it meant to him and all the opportunities that he's gotten to have with the universe of Star Wars. And his mom actually gave me a nerd capillary word that I'm kind of stealing. Oh, I forgot about this. Uh, it's called compression. Yeah. And that is the depression, the the blues that you get. Not necessarily after leaving a con, but the day after. That first day after. You haven't woken up. You're not in the hotel. You're not going down to the lobby to get your coffee. You're not going to. That first day is when it hits the hot. Theater kids call it post-show blues. Yeah. But con goers, it's compression. There's I your nerd turbulary word. I was feeling it here on I my I was end. too. I was too. You know, it, waking up yesterday and having to go back to work uh, to the real world and all that. Um, it was definitely a, a heavy compression. So thank you to Philip and your family for giving me a new nerd vocabulary word to add to the list for 30 and nerdy podcast. It really was fantastic talking to to each and every one of you that we got to talk to, whether you coming up to us waiting in line somewhere, us bumping into you or just any conversation we had. So thank you all seriously for, for making another great fanboy experience for us, uh, for each and every one of us. Uh, the rev was, was unable to join us for this episode tonight, but I'm sure You'll be hearing the Rev's thoughts about the fantastic weekend uh, soon, soon enough. Go ahead and follow him on uh, his Instagram, Rev underscore collection, and uh, check out all the pops and toys and, and action figures and autographs. I know he is extremely happy, like a little schoolboy on Christmas when he got those turtle pops autographed. Oh, yeah. Because he well, is a sure turtle fanatic. Cool. Yeah, he is. So very happy that we got to do this. And uh, looking forward to the next one. Already planning the next one. Uh, getting our calendars out and already planning where 30 and Nerdy will be next. I know that the juice here will be will be in Chattanooga. Chattanooga Comic Con. Allegedly. I will not be able to attend, but you may just see the doctor of Nerdonomics running around Chattanooga that weekend. So be on the lookout. Uh, but yes, we will definitely uh, let you know when and where we're going to be anytime that that is going to happen. Uh, thank you all for letting us just kind of relive the weekend. Uh, if we did not get the chance to talk to you in Orlando, we hope you had a fantastic time. We hope to see you again soon. Uh, if you haven't already, follow us on social media. Uh, check out Legend Studios as well on social media uh, and their other podcasts, Between Two Barrels and Cocky Top Podcast. And Juice, any final thoughts about the journey home, the weekend, anything? 
just that I'm, I'm really proud of the folks at Fanboy for what they've been able to work so hard to, to build into this huge, huge convention. And it's only continuing to grow. It's, it's getting to be a, a big name, just like a lot of the other big name cons out there. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, I'm very thankful that we uh, have the connection that we do with them and that we are kind of sort of part of the team in the family a little bit. Uh, and so we, we just love those guys. We're so proud and so thankful uh, of them and can't wait for the next one. Well said. And also, uh, again, I, they're probably not listening, definitely not listening, but Jeff, Lauren, Arn Anderson, Brock, uh, Cam, Townsend, Barry. Barry. You guys were just so wonderful and so lovely. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you all for tuning into this episode. Do not forget to follow us on social media. Check out the website. Follow Fanboy Expo uh, to stay up to date with all the news coming out soon for their next shows. Uh, and I have to continue to remind you, do not forget to check out Beth Crowley's newest album, Unabridged. Amazing talent. Uh legend studios look for them on facebook and instagram and their other podcasts uh don't forget to follow the nerd initiative especially if you're a comic book reader an avid reader uh they also have a new wrestling show coming out on wednesdays with ken m and rich so check out the nerd initiative on all social media platforms uh su support all the sponsors and podcasts that you heard from in this episode uh, as well as other episodes of 30 nerdy podcast uh, support, support your local comic book shops, your small businesses, your independent artists of all kinds, your teachers, nonprofit workers. Just support the little man, your independent artists, everybody. Stay kind to yourself. Stay kind to others. And as always, cheers to you, nerds. So they started a podcast to talk all about it And 30 and Nerdy was born Oh, 30 and Nerdy was born You might hear them chat about shows like The Witcher Or movies like Lord of the Rings And if Josh has to choose, he is loyal to Marvel While Tyler goes more for DC Yes, Tyler goes more for DC. Now come, come, one and all. Nerd up or shut up, just answer the call to be part of our journey into magical worlds. Join us and cheers to ya, nerds. Join us and cheers to ya, nerds.